Oh, hello. Uh, It's me again. And I know I promised you a better podcast this week. Let me explain to you what happened. I was it was happening. It was happening yesterday um, morning, Saturday morning. I woke up, and the intention was to drive to a gym in Pittsburgh, where uh, these two young ladies who own a business called Kombucha Bites were doing a demo, and I was going to do an interview with them sort of back-to-back. Uh, one of them is sort of the uh, the mad scientist behind these frozen kombucha bites. The other one is the marketing uh, head of the operation. And so I was going to do like back-to-back 15, 20 minutes with each, and they're very early stage, which I love early stage, some of my favorite people to work with. And I was just going to talk to them about launching this business. They have excellent packaging. It's called Kombucha. I'm pretty sure it's kombuchabites.com. But if you just look up Kombucha Bites, there's only a couple of them like nationwide. So it's one of the top internet searches, frozen Kombucha Bites, whatever. And you'll be able to tell because they mention Rochester, uh, which one it is. Anyway, um, I was really excited to bring them to you. Uh, I woke up yesterday morning and I realized I didn't have my podcast equipment. I had left it out at my factory in Bergen. And I was going to really try hard not to uh, physically go out to the plant in Bergen. Not that I wasn't going to do any work this weekend. It was just going to be, hey, you know, I brought a lot of stuff home. I brought my laptop home. And I was like, hey, I, you know, let me try and there's a small percentage of my job that I can do from home. Not a lot, but just some paperwork crap, right? Like there's some stuff. It kind of stinks. Manufacturing is a job really difficult to do remote but my job being the sort of the business end of the manufacturing there is a percentage of my job that can be done from home so I had brought home a bunch of stuff and somehow because I was so concentrated on bringing all that stuff home I didn't bring home my uh, my podcast book bag I got like all my crap in a book bag so I wake up and I realize I'm on my podcast stuff and so I go well shit so I drive to Bergen okay I drive 23 minutes, not that that's all that bad, but still, you know, I drive 23 minutes, I get to Bergen, literally as I'm pulling in to the plant, I get a text from the kombucha girls saying one of them is under the weather, they'd rather not do the podcast. And obviously since COVID, if somebody's under the weather, last thing you want to do is meet up with them. So I accept and I go, okay, I understand. Now, um, I have I have a couple other uh, interviews on the uh, on the back burner, so I was thinking, okay, who can I get real quick? And I, I mentioned to you Lizzie and or Ronnie from Love and Cup; they're coming up soon. But then also the other guy that I have coming up soon is a Terrell from Bubby's Barbecue, and so I text him real quick, and I'm thinking like, hey, you know, maybe because I know he smokes everything, and he's he's kind of there early in the morning. And, and you know, the job is just to get the meats on early in the morning. Maybe I can catch him before he gets busy. But it turns out he had kind of taken the weekend off to be with his family, which I totally love and get that because uh, he's got a little one at home. And, and so then that couldn't happen, <laughs> so I just went out well. And I actually considered for the first time just not putting out a podcast at all because I really don't like doing four mini episodes in a row. I don't. I, I, uh, I, I don't like... I don't think the mini episodes are are as good, frankly. I don't know. I mean, I, every time I say this, people say to me, they go, oh, "I love listening." To, you know, I get that, and I and I appreciate you, but I just I don't know. Anyway, so 
I did schedule the kombucha bite girls. Unfortunately, it's not for a few weeks from now. We'll get them on. Terrell from Bubby's Barbecue, I think, is going to happen actually this Friday, which would make it air next Sunday. So I think that's going to be your next podcast. And then Lizzie and Ronnie, I got to I got to retext them because that was that keeps on getting moved around. Now, speaking of Lizzie and Ronnie, um, I am very boy, 50, 50, happy, jealous about something that I just found out about yesterday. So listen to this, and I and you know that I'm more happy than jealous because I'm about to refer you to this thing, and I wouldn't do that if I was just jealous and pissed. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy that this exists, although I haven't actually listened to it yet. I want to tell you about something that I just learned about in Rochester that's kind of cool and food related. So I, uh, as you know, I for years I did the Wham 1180 Food and Wine Show, and I've always been very open. I loved doing that show, and when I left radio, I told my management that I would continue doing that show absolutely free of charge. I didn't want to be paid for it. I knew I was going to do this podcast, and I figured, hey, I'll do the podcast only if they don't let me do the Food and Wine Show. Maybe they'll let me continue to do that one hour Food and Wine Show. And again, like I said, I didn't even want to be paid for it. I would have just done it for free. I loved doing it. It was just going to be my hobby. Well, of course, they told me to go F myself. So, and I should say, for the record, they did not actually tell me to go F myself. They just did what management at iHeartMedia did best, and that is completely ignored me. Um, So I ended up doing this podcast. And I've mentioned many, many times that there is another really good food podcast in Rochester that I like by my friend Chris Lindstrom, who goes by Stromy. And the podcast is called Food About Town, F-A-T. Well, it turns out there's another food podcast in Rochester, what I haven't listened to it yet, but I am driving down East Avenue two days ago or so, and, uh, and I get stopped in traffic for a second at a spot where you don't normally get stopped in traffic, kind of by uh, the little theater. And on the marquee for the little theater, there is this sign that says, Refined Taste Rock or rock refined taste, one something like that, and I'm going, what the hell is that? And I'm thinking, it, and I'm thinking it's like a variety show or like a like a musical or something. But I'm going, but it's the little, it's a movie theater. Is it a movie? Like, is it a TV show? Like, I couldn't figure out what it is. So, I literally, I'm heading to East Avenue Wegmans. I make a note of it. I get to East Avenue Wegmans parking lot, and I immediately Google Refined Taste Rock, and it turns out it's these two guys. One of them I've heard of. Dario Joseph, comedian in Rochester, who everyone I know says great things about. And another guy doing a, a, a food podcast in Rochester. And I love it. And I'm also jealous of it because I guess the thing at the little was like a live show, and, um, which I think is cool. It's great. You know, the part of me that's happy is more food podcasts. And also, I don't have the funny in me. I'm not that funny of a person. So my podcasts tend to be more sort of it, – it, I, I think everything has its place because I, my podcasts tend to be very business-centric. Chris Lindstrom's podcasts tend to be very, very food nerd-centric, uh, and which is, which is a, 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 a place that I can't really go to. I don't have that much knowledge about food the way Stromy does. I do have the knowledge about building businesses, and so that's why I love – that's how I take my podcast in that direction. And then these guys being comedians are probably – and I say this without ever having listened to one episode. 
But, um, oh, I left out a really important part. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. When I got to the East Avenue Wegmans parking lot and I sort of like Googled Rock Refined Taste, what popped up was the fact that they had just won Best Podcast in Rochester. And I was like, wait, what? What is this? So that's when, that's how I figured out. Okay, I'm sorry, I left that part out. But that's how like the pieces kind of came together for me. So anyway, so, and I think it's probably great because one of my favorite podcasts out there is Last Podcast on the Left. And that's a, not a, that's not a local podcast. That's a national one. But it's these three comedians talking about true crime and they do it through the lens of comedy. And as hard as that sounds to do, it's actually a really great podcast. Well, these guys, Dario and his partner, are probably, and again, haven't listened to an episode yet, but am, am sure to soon enough, are probably doing a podcast about food locally, and, uh, and, and they're probably uh, uh, making it funny. It's probably a comedy local food podcast. So I'm going to listen to it, and especially if it won Best Podcast in Rochester, which to me is tough, because how is it possible somebody who consumes media on a daily basis, me can literally not even have heard of the quote-unquote best podcast in Rochester. That takes me onto that best, the rock best-of list thing that they do for uh, WXXI, or City Newspaper does it every year. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, the, uh, everybody who won deserves it in their own right, of course. Of course. Because uh, I'm trying to think of some of the ones I saw where I went, hmm... And here's a couple that I saw where I went, hmm, and I'm going to use them as specific examples because I love both of these things. But I do feel like it's not a true, honest-to-God representation. Let me give you two examples. Number one, best pizza in Rochester. Winner, Pontillo's Pizza. Paulie's reaction, really? I mean, really, like really, Pontillo's, you're telling me the actual best pizza in Rochester is Pontillo's? Now, listen, I love Pontillo's. We order Pontillo's a lot. We live in 12 Corners, Brighton. There's a Pontillo's right in 12 Corners. Hence, they take a lot of my money. It is very, very good pizza. But if you want to, if you're asking me to do an actual objective, best pizza, it's not even, it's not even close. It's like if you actually want to take, okay, let's say you have an objective scorecard. What makes great pizza? Take ten categories and write them out. I'm talking food, nerd, dough, cheese, toppings, like every all the quality, big time, type of oven, etc., etc., etc. You know, there's like Fiamma, Fiorella, Peels on Wheels. I mean, there's a few guys doing that is, you know, by the book, really, really good pizza. It's almost like Pontillo's is doing maybe the best pizza if you want to say like uh, standard pizzeria pizza. But if you're actually going to take an objective look at best pizza. So anyway, here, I'll explain where I'm going with this in a second, because the other one was uh, best media personality, Evan Dawson. Now, again, here's where I'm going to come out and I'm going to say, hey, listen, I'm using this as an example because I actually happen to agree. I 
think Evan Dawson in WXSI is great. And about a year and a half ago when I left radio, I tried everything. I started with basically a clean slate and I said, look, what am I going to be a listener to? Because my listening habits as a radio employee were different. It was just different. It was basically so much radio, radio, radio that by the time I got in my car, I listened to a lot of music. Now, all of a sudden, I was eager for audio content that I could digest, and I went out and I basically searched and said, what can I listen to that I'm going to find interesting on a day-in, day-out basis? And I found a few things. And I wanted something local on that list, and I gave a lot of things a try here locally. And, And I'm not here to shit on anybody, but I tried. Think of a local radio personality. I, yeah, I tried their show. I mean, I gave it a shot. And the only one that sort of consistently to me did a good job was Evan Dawson. And the reason is not the fault of the ones who didn't do a good job. The reason is because of what I personally was looking for. I personally like podcast form, long form, detail, you know, very in-depth stuff, full hours on one topic. That's what Evan does. And it's hyper-local. And I don't like every hour Evan does. I mean, nobody's gonna. But, you know, to me, yes. Probably the best local radio personality. Now, I can argue against that all day. Number one, Rock City Newspaper does this poll. They, and WXXI owns them. And, boy, Evan Dawson happens to win. Eh, feels a little sus, right? <laughs> also, number two, the thing I can argue against it is he's doing a two-hour show. He's doing two hours. Two total hours of radio. Now, He puts a shit ton of prep into it. You can go back and listen to my interview with Evan and you can hear a two-hour show for him, I think, requires a good eight hours of work because he is actually fully and well-prepared for those two hours. Uh, But anyway, I, I actually do listen to Evan over everyone else locally. But I have to wonder if you actually took a sample of 100% of the population in this city and said, who's your favorite local media personality? Or radio personality, I should say. Tough for me to think Evan actually wins that. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe I'm way off. But you can see that the city newspaper has a very specific type of, of reader and voter. And, and, you know, and it is what it is. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anyway, Rock Refined Taste at this live show that I then start looking details up for are having Lizzie and Ronnie from Le Petit Poutine on. And so that's where I say I'm happy jealous because I'm excited that there's like a comedy food local podcast that I can go down and listen to. But I'm pissed because that's my, that, they're supposed to be my next guest. <laughs> like, you know. And then, of course, the jealous part. And everything I'm about to say over the next 30 seconds, this is all wrong. But I get jealous because I go, hey, I've been doing a food show for literally for like five, six years, and I've done shows in front of live audiences. And so you start seeing like a lot of the ideas that I did literally years ago, and I get jealous. But it's a good kind of jealous because, uh, you know, somebody, somebody should be doing it. Obviously, if I did it years ago, I thought it was a good idea. So the fact that somebody's doing it, I unfortunately don't have time anymore to, to really put that kind of time and effort into this thing. I wish I did. I so wish I did. I just don't. The business requires my time and my effort. I'm up on a Sunday morning right now. It's not even light out yet recording this podcast. Like this is when this podcast can get done is in my spare time of which there's not a lot. So 
Anyway, rock. It's called rock refined taste or refined taste rock, refined taste rock, and it's with a couple comedians. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it. So let's talk about this week. This week really shaped up for me to be almost the perfect week. I had um, zero night gigs this past week. What I mean by that is I had nowhere I had to be after like 5 p.m. Uh, which is great because that means opportunity to have some family time. Monday, it was daddy son time, Leo and daddy. Uh, Tuesday, we had family fun night. We went to Wickham Farms for our CSA and play on the, uh, the, they have a great, wonderful, like kids playground area there. And it's, it, we had season tickets and the season tickets are like, I think it's 10 bucks to get in and season tickets are like 35 bucks. Don't quote me on that, but I mean, it paid, paid for itself by like June of this year. Um, Wednesday night went to AEW Dynamite with wheels. Oh my God, how much fun! So get this: I Monday night I had a daddy son night, Tuesday night family night, Wednesday night boys night. So wheels and I go to Tony D's and we get the. I am on record, and I've been on record for years. And speaking of that old food and wine show I did on Wham Eleven Eighty, the actual first show I ever did, I came out. And set it, and I stand by it. The best dish in Rochester is Zuppa di Pesce at Tony D's to this day. And they were running it on special Wednesday night. And so you know I had me a $54 Zuppa di Pesce. I know, $54 I had to throw in there because it hurts a little. But when you're talking about Zuppa di Pesce from Tony D's, it's an arm, a leg, or $54. You take your pick. I'll give you anything you want. So Wheels and I both get the Zubidi Pesce. We saw Ernie Rothschild there. We saw listeners from the Wee Show there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. Then we go to AEW, and we end up in the front row. Let me explain. So basically, on Monday of that week, and everyone, everyone, I mean, I must have gotten, I shouldn't say I got tons of texts. I probably got four texts from people that night saying, like, how'd you get in the front row? I'm going to tell you exactly how I got in the front row. And it's not as special as you think. On Monday of last week, I called the Blue Cross Arena box office. And I said, I'd like to buy tickets for AEW Wednesday night. Here's the catch. The person I am coming with is in a wheelchair. And we need accessible seating. The person said, very good. I've got two options for you. I've got these $20 seats. In section 215, row Z. I shit you not, by the way. Literally the top of the entire arena. The guy explained to me, he said, we have an elevator that goes right to the back of that section. You'll get off the elevator and be wheeled right into your seat. It'll be perfect. And in my head, I'm going, great. I'm going, that's per- yeah, great. That's perfect. Then he says, I have section 7, seats 9 and 10. That's on the floor. We are required to keep a few seats on the floor open for, uh, for, for, the, for this reason, for accessibility. And I said, oh, let me see those. So I look it up on the seating chart real quick. And he tells me they are $70, dollars $70 each. And uh, I look them up, and they look like, believe it or not, they look like bad seats. And the reason they look like bad seats is because the way the seating chart is printed online They look like they are way off to the side facing other people, not facing the ring, sort of like facing the crowd. And I figure, 
that makes sense. They probably, you know, keep like tickets off all the way to the side of the section because that would be the easiest way to get the wheelchair in and out. So I tell them, I, I, uh, I tell them, I go, look, let me take the floor seats. That sounds cool. Let's do that. So I take the floor seats. We get to the arena and we, we wheel down to our seats and it turns out the seating chart is not necessarily wrong. It's just hard for them to properly scale it online in a seating chart format. So our seats are way actually closer to the ring than we thought they were. And we're sitting in what essentially turns out to be the front freaking row for AEW Dynamite. Amazing. Now, the show itself, for my wrestling fans, let me wrestling nerd out for like a minute and a half here. The show itself was great. Uh, It was really cool. I mean, I felt like a kid again watching parts of this show. There were guys who I consider to be big celebrities now because I've been watching AEW for a couple of years. Uh, really interesting. Again, I think I talked about this back when we went to SmackDown when that was at the Blue Cross Arena. But really interesting just to watch a televised wrestling show because it's very, very much so. It's very much so a TV show first, wrestling show second. There's producers running around. There's cue. There's time cues. There's where the wrestler's supposed to stand cues, and you can just tell the difference between scripted and unscripted. You can tell the difference between on-camera and off-camera um, because the wrestlers are wrestlers, and they know how to play a crowd, and, and that's their job, kind of, right? But then the camera goes on, and all of a sudden, everybody gets in their place, and they hit all their lines, and it's really just really, really fascinating to me, really interesting. So a lot of fun. We had a great time. We ended up on TV. Because the show starts, first of all, they go from like 6.30 until 8. They show this AEW Dark, which I think is a bunch of matches they show on YouTube. I'm not sure. Then from 8 until 10, they do AEW Dynamite live on TNT. Then from like 10 until 10.20, they taped a segment for Roads to the Top, which I guess is a new show, like a reality-style show they're doing. And then from like 10.20 until about 11.15 or so, they tape AEW Rampage, which airs on Friday nights. So it's a really long night. And that is one negative I'll say on these wrestling shows is it's, it's difficult to keep the energy of the crowd up through a night that long. But, <clears throat> excuse me, after they did everything they did, because the entire show was dedicated to the memory of John Huber, Brody Lee, as he's known in the wrestling world, After, I I don't think this aired anywhere. I think this was just for the home crowd. But after everything was done, they brought out Amanda Huber and John and Amanda's two children. And they uh, addressed the crowd. And Brody Jr. addressed the crowd. And then Amanda addressed the crowd. And they announced the John Huber Legacy Foundation charity, which uh, I've already looked up. And it looks beautiful. And I cannot wait to find out how I can give. There's t-shirts for sale right now where you can give a portion of the proceeds, but I want to do something more. So I will be following that. I think it says it sort of officially launches in 2022, but that was very emotional, very, very emotional. But the whole show throughout the night, you know, seeing them go from on the air to off the air to, if you think about it, they really throughout the night, they filmed basically four different shows throughout the entire night. And another thing I thought was cool is Tony Khan, who's the owner of AEW, he's the Vince McMahon of AEW, came out and addressed the crowd a couple of times. And I didn't, um, 
I didn't anticipate that. I thought he kind of stayed off TV and stayed out of things. Although everything he did, from what I can tell, didn't wasn't on TV. Everything he did was specifically for like the arena crowd that night and didn't actually air anywhere. So what a fun Wednesday night Wheels and I had. Right when AEW Dynamite went on the air at 8 o'clock, CM Punk comes out, runs around the ring, and picks one spot to stand up and kind of take it all in, and it's right in front of me. <laughs> right in front of me and Wheels. And so we're on TV chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> what a great week, though, because then that, so I told you, Monday night, me and Leo, right? Tuesday night, we had uh, family night. Wednesday night, boys night. Thursday night was my anniversary, September 30th. My fifth anniversary. My wife and I went to Monroe's, which is where we had our rehearsal dinner. And we had our rehearsal dinner at Monroe's, and we had our actual wedding at the Strathallen catered by Char. So we've been to Char on our anniversary now a couple of times, and we went to Monroe's for the first time since our, since our rehearsal dinner Thursday night. And it happened to be Parm night, so I ordered veal Parm. I'm, I'm kind of I'm slipping on this. This is the type of thing I would get my balls busted for if I was still on the Brother Wee show, but I've been ordering chicken Parm recently at restaurants. I don't know what to tell you. Something about cheesy breaded chicken cutlets. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. So, um, anyway. Wow, geez, hold on. I'm home alone right now. And I just, I'm having this moment that I want to share with you because I just want you to know everyone has this moment where I'm like, did I just hear something? Did I just hear something from the, turns out it's raining. That's what I heard. (laughs) So Thursday night, anniversary night, but let me explain to you how old my wife and I have gotten. We go out to Monroe's. The intention is dinner and a movie, right? So we go out to Monroe's. We have a wonderful dinner. We're sitting after we've eaten our dinners. We are both hardworking individuals. I'm running two businesses. She's working from home taking care of a child. It's about 7 o'clock. We are supposed to be going to the movies right around the corner. The movie starts in like 30 minutes, okay? She looks at me. I look at her. She looks at me. I look at her. She looks at me. I look at her. I don't remember who said something first. I think it was her. I think she said, yeah, we, it's going to be a little bit of a rush. Yeah, I don't like getting to the movies after the uh, preview start, and I know you don't either. And I look at her and I go, my wife, my lovely wife, you know me too well. I don't like getting to the movies after the preview start. I want to be in my seat before the preview start. She says, yeah. She says, I'm tired after eating that meal. And I looked at her and I go, Ryan, what if? And she starts to go, yeah. And she gets a big smile on her face. And I go, what if we order one more drink? Sit here for another half hour, just talking. And then go home instead of the movies. And she said something short of, this is why we're married. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) And so... It went something like that. I, maybe not word for word, but basically we decided skip the movie, go home, get a good night's sleep, and maybe see our son before bedtime too. And it was really cute. Oh, my God. It was like it was one of those just melt your heart moments because we got home 
and he had he was already in bed. <clears throat> I think we ended up getting home right around eight o'clock, and he was in bed, and um, he had just been put to bed maybe five ten minutes ago. So we just missed him. So we're downstairs in the living room talking to my father in law, trying to be quiet, but not being quiet enough because the next thing you know, you hear from upstairs as you hear his little voice go, "Mommy, mommy, daddy." Oh, my God, melt my freaking heart. And speaking of melt my heart, and then I swear I'll get out of here. Um, then yesterday, Saturday, homecoming parade in Brighton. Leo's preschool was invited to walk in the homecoming parade. So grandma, grandpa, and some cousins came and stood and watched the homecoming parade. And our neighbors, our friends and stuff, his, some of his friends. And we walked, marched, I should say, in the homecoming parade yesterday. And you want to talk about cute. You want to talk about adorable. That little boy melted my freaking heart yesterday walking in that homecoming parade. So freaking cute. We had a lot of fun. Anyway, back next week, hopefully Terrell from Bubby's Barbecue. That's the plan. Uh, additionally, Lizzie and Ronnie, or one of the other, sooner than later. And the Kombucha Bite ladies, that's going to be a full month away, but that is coming as well. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your patience. We'll talk next week.